People getting divorced. Tearing their families apart. Coasting through marriage. Or fighting their way through it. I'm Cass. And I'm Catherine. We came back from the depths of hell to save our abusive, our toxic marriage. We're Moral Marriage. Let's flip divorce statistics with the new marriage. Okay, now we're going to talk about communication is not key in a marriage and in relationships. And why? Well, because everybody talks about it. Everybody teaches you that communication is key. That's number one cliche we hear about it. And don't get a bit angry. And there's all these things that we hear. And so we want to solve problems. I know men are fixers. And so they want to dig in and solve the problem. Maybe you were like me and you lecture over your wife overnight, overnight, Go overnight. to bed angry. Yeah. That's actually, like, mark my words. If you're that angry and you need to fight until 3 o'clock in the morning, go to bed angry. Yeah. It's... But there's a rule. Can I jump yeah. in with a rule? Go. yeah. So when you have to break apart from a conversation, you need to reassure your partner that you're coming back and you need to tell them why you're leaving. So if you're getting overwhelmed with your emotions, it could be called getting flooded. If you're getting flooded, you have to state that you're getting flooded. And if you don't know that word, then just say, I'm getting overwhelmed with my emotions. I, I didn't intend for the conversation to go this way. And then you take a break. It's a minimum of 20 minutes because it takes 20 minutes for your body to physiologically get back down to baseline. 20 minutes max is 24 hours. So 24 hours means you could go to bed angry, but in that 24 hours or in that 20 minutes, it's your responsibility to calm yourself down, both people. So if you only take 20 minutes, that's the minimum. That means you don't go and start texting your best friend and bitching about your husband. Honey, you're you don't so go, cute. Can I stop you for a second? Yeah. We're gonna do solutions at the end, so they watch to the end. But I wanted to jump in with that. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll give you more at the end and we'll let you finish, sorry. Okay, so communication is not key. Why? Because like what Catherine was just talking about. I'm a teacher, guys, sorry. It's actually really good that that happened because now you know you don't have the skills if you don't know how to do that. I would actually one-up that and I would say, use all of that and then you tell her that you love her. But I, I'm overwhelmed right now, right? Not you made me overwhelmed, not you. Anyway, so that's more solutions we'll talk about at the end. I love you and I'll, so I'm giving the solution again. I love you and I'll be back in 20 minutes. Communication is not key because you waste time Here's why. If you lack the skills to communicate, okay? I'm just gonna start with, you get defensive, okay? That's the basic norm, right? You're protecting yourself. I call that a safe reaction in my program. Keeping yourself safe, not protecting the future of the marriage, not protecting your wife, okay? Now, if you lack the skills and you're like I was, okay? Especially if you're like I was, okay? And you're towering over her, lecturing her, giving her everything that you think you should be teaching her. Okay, you married a smart woman. Click, let that click, okay? Here's the thing. You just delayed everything. That whole trajectory forward that you wanted to see your marriage go forwards in, that path that you outlined in your mind when you were like, I'm gonna handle this conversation right now. I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna own it. I'm breathing deep. I'm not gonna get mad. I'm not, I know how to control my defensiveness. However, your thought process, and usually it's nuts like this, well, you lack the skills. So now instead of taking, let's say 30 days to learn some skills and implementing them slowly, practicing, adjusting, reflecting, adjusting more, you know, this is if you're by yourself with your partner, you can ask for feedback, okay? So now instead of moving forward, you actually took a giant step back. Have you ever wondered why they say repeat the cycle? I don't know why. It's worse with every rotation. And that's why these fights get bigger and bigger and bigger and escalate and escalate and escalate. Right? Make sense? Mm -hmm. 
So what else? Well, communication is not key because if you think about all the things that you know how to do in a marriage, right? So let's use provide, protect. I'm a great dad, I'm a great guy, right? Is there anything for women you wanna throw real quick? Uh, not off the top of my head. No. Okay, I like to throw on the spot like that. Yeah, he does. Yeah. This so, whole thing, by the way, is on the spot. I yeah. am a guest on my own podcast. Yeah, we don't know scripts. <laughs> we, don't, no. we don't practice that. Scripts are stupid. Uh, okay, so if you think about as a man, I provide, I protect, I'm a great dad, I'm a great guy. And when you start communicating your needs, right? Because you don't know half the time, by the way, if you're allowed to have feelings or if you're allowed to have needs, right? If you're allowed to communicate those, if you're supposed to shut them down. Listen, you're supposed to communicate them in a safe way, right? In a way that doesn't make your wife feel unsafe and want space because you're puking your feelings. And with that usually comes all the things she's doing wrong. And if you're not there yet in your marriage, look out. That's where it's going to if you don't start learning these skills, right? So I think that it's really important to understand the four horsemen. Mm-hmm. Why don't you explain the four horsemen a little bit? All right, so I'll start with my favorite, defensiveness. Defensiveness was my worst of the four horsemen. Contempt was yours. Aye. Yeah. The top of the rung. <laughs> yes, the four horsemen are four major indicators of divorce. So defensiveness is exactly what it sounds like. It's you're defending yourself. Now, a lot of the women that I work with have a problem with defensiveness as the same way I did because I used to justify it and say, well, of course I'm defensive. I, if he's not going to defend me, I have to defend myself. But when you defend yourself, you get yourself into this cycle of attack, defend. So if I feel like he's attacking me, rather than trying to understand where it's coming from, which it can be difficult when your husband's attacking you, but if your husband is attacking you, it's coming from somewhere. And if it's if, it, if he's just angry and it's not coming from anywhere, then that's, that's a whole other ballgame. But most of the time, in 90% of the cases that we work with, attacking is coming from some other emotion. And so when you defend yourself, the attack is going to get worse and then you end up attacking. So you get yourself into the cycle of attack and defend. Contempt, contempt is often found in an attack. So contempt can be uh, rolling of the eyes, um, disrespectful body language. Resting sneer face. Resting sneer face, active sneer face. (laughs) um, Calling names, um, gestures that are not very friendly. That's all contempt. Contempt is the worst of the four horsemen and contempt can be found anywhere. Of course, words things you'd say yeah right yeah Yeah. names anything that you say so anything that could be like mean probably is contempt like when we talked about the disrespect stuff last week yeah so criticism go ahead i was just saying last week because we're recording live and we're recording this is we're new to this whole thing so (laughs) (laughs) i just nodded because i was like i don't know what he's talking about um he's a smart man so i agree with everything that he says (laughs) not everything but mostly Uh, criticism is when you're critical so if you just want to criticize 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 rather than help someone it just makes someone feel again defensive Um, and then stonewalling stonewalling is like shutting down but you can purposefully stonewall if you are shutting down and you're getting flooded that's flooded I talked about that earlier I gave you a little bit of a um, sneak peek I wasn't supposed to talk about yet (laughs) I guess but if you're actually flooding that's your sign to take a break if you're stonewalling you're giving the silent treatment you're not making eye contact on purpose you're shutting down kind of, and it doesn't have to necessarily be on purpose, but oftentimes you are conscious of it or you can circumvent it and you can not stonewall. So those, those are the four horsemen and there are antidotes to the four horsemen, if I can remember them. So, um, criticism is a gentle startup. So when you are going, when you feel like you're going to criticize, you're going to start the conversation gently, like with an I statement. And most people don't know how to use I statements, which is why communication is not key. If we all learn how to use them properly, which we can talk about in another episode, then communication could be key. 
defensiveness, the antidote to defensiveness, do you know what it is? No. It's taking ownership. It's one of the biggest things that we preach and why defensiveness is so big, especially with my women, is because they don't know how to take ownership. On our previous podcast, I, talk about, I talked about lightly taking ownership for cheating. So it's not your fault if your husband cheats on, you, cheats on you. It is his fault. That is his issue. But cheating happens after a cascade of things have happened. And there is something along the line that you could take ownership of. So rather than getting defensive, cheating sometimes is a bad example because it's so extreme. But you can take ownership rather than getting defensive. It's hard if your husband comes at you with criticism. But you can um, take ownership in most situations of something. Contempt. Um, one of the antidotes is the gentle startup. I can't remember what the other one is. Wouldn't it be gratitude? And, um, it's not, but that would be good. Yeah. I don't do the Gottman stuff, by the way, but. Yeah, and then which one did I miss? Stonewalling. Oh, stonewalling. Um, I can't remember what that antidote is. Yeah, we'll do that for another episode anyways. Yeah, it was right. off the cusp. I think that it's more important to understand that the key here is that if you don't understand the skills, then there is no key. There's no lock to unlock. Mm-hmm. Right, and so what you need to start to understand first is, um, I love this. We learned this from our parenting coach, but it was like we're all taught to not feel. Right? If you think about it with your kids, you say to them, "Don't cry. Don't. You're s- fine. Yeah, you're fine. Don't scream. I'll take away X, Y, Z. There's no monsters. There's nothing to be afraid of. Go to bed. We invalidate them. Well, we try really hard not to invalidate. Yeah. but we grew up. That's all pro- of us. All of us have grown up with invalidation. Mm-hmm. So we're shown that we're not feeling. So it's not cold out. You tell your kids, I would, I want a jacket. It's not cold out. Well, you're, what are you teaching your child in that moment? So the, what if they're cold? Exactly. And so the point is that if you do the same with your kids, well, forget, well, that's another episode. <laughs> Let's think about it like this. If you are understanding, holy crap, I couldn't possibly know how to share my feelings and communicate because I wasn't allowed. I was trained to shut, not share my feelings. Then when I needed something, but I need a jacket defending yourself, right? And then lashing out, you know? It's the exact same thing. That's your cold example, but it's the exact same thing with everything you're doing in your marriage. You have no, you have zero idea. And I'll tell you for the men, like when you're this nice guy and you don't feel good enough, you don't feel loved, you know? Let's say after you had a baby and the sex started to go away, you feel invalidated, right? She's spending more time with the kids. She's a little bit touched out, so she doesn't wanna be touched right now. So she's not paying attention to your physical touch language. And men get so upset. Instead of understanding, there's all these other things that they could be doing to help connect and recreate that bond, even though the new loves of the life are there. I say loves because we had twins first, but. So when you start to understand, okay, I need to take the time to learn what I'm feeling because I actually practice not feeling it, which is why you're not actually anger. It's coming from fear. I'm not, I'm not loved. I'm not good enough, you know? And then you start to internalize other kinds of feelings. I feel like a victim, which is not taking ownership, right? And then all of a sudden you start puking out all the things that she's doing wrong. Well, you're supposed to want me. You said when we had kids, this wouldn't change. I don't know, whatever, right? And then you start puking out all the things that you're doing right for yourself, right? To prove that you're this great man. Well, I work all day long and it's just a baby. And what, like here, like I can take the baby. I'm such a good dad. I'm a great guy. And none of this is sounding nice, right? And you're trying to prove to yourself, puking these feelings out, getting absolutely nowhere, except for putting brick after brick after brick in the wall, which is why on the next one, we're going to talk about why peace is so important because without it, 
oh man, you, you're just putting a brick in your wall. Mm. Um, so and when, with this behavior that he's describing, what do you think it invokes in you women? Well, Defensiveness. Yeah. Right? So then you are not, one of the things I like to say I got from the Gottmans is look for the message behind the contempt. So when your husband is acting this way, maybe he's acting like a total prick. <laughs> and Been there. Excuse my language. <laughs> I've really been trying to watch my language recently, actually, but maybe he's acting that way. And so it's really difficult not to get defensive because you're seeing the way he's acting and you're just upset. But if you look for the message behind the contempt, what is your husband feeling in those moments? And rather than defending yourself, can you find it in your heart to figure out and to try to speculate what he might be feeling or to ask to go deeper what he might be feeling so that you don't get defensive, you learn how to listen and how to communicate. You can understand, come here, friend. You can understand more deeply. And so rather than get defensive, come here, friend. You can ask more questions. Sorry, someone knocked on the door. Come here, friend. You can ask more questions and try to take ownership, maybe not of what he's feeling, but you want to ask more questions to figure out what is what it is that's actually going on. Sorry about the interruption. We're real people, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's really, really important, guys. If you want to take actual steps forward, like actually take steps forward. Think about communication as conversation. Remember when you used to have conversations where you, you know you couldn't finish your thought because the, the sentence would go from here to the next topic to the next topic. And when that's happening, you're excited, you're having fun, you're actually getting somewhere. Using that energy then when things are difficult, when you weren't getting as defensive, when you had more empathy and more compassion. So think about where you wanna go and then act more like that person. Exactly what Catherine just said. Be more empathetic is really what that is. Understand what they're feeling. Use curiosity if you don't know. Don't assume you know the feeling. If you're gonna make any assumption, assume that whatever you're seeing that's negative is coming from a different feeling. More than likely that scared little boy, that scared little girl. Uh, and if you've had a bad marriage or toxic like we were, or um, you, you know, it's not just the little boy, there's, there's a, a woman that you know, you're, you hurt pretty bad, right? So take a deep breath, focus again on taking responsibility for yourself, learn the skills so that when you do move forward, you're actually moving forward. You can get through harder conversations and it will not be easy at first, but if you don't start taking the right steps, then you're just gonna keep going to bed angry, screaming after you got nowhere, after hours of it or whatever it is that how you do your fights, and you'll notice they get worse and worse and worse. You go backwards in time. The, the fights elevate and get bigger and, and worse. And it's just not worth it. One last thing. Go. It's not worth it. When you are empathetic in those moments when your husband is behaving in a way that you don't approve of, it doesn't justify his behavior. It doesn't mean that it's okay. But in those moments, it's not your job to correct him. It's your job to role model the behavior that you want to see. It's not your job to correct your husband. It's your job to be the strongest woman you can be and show him the person that you can be in those times of chaos, the same way you would with your toddlers and with your teenagers and with your friends. You want to be that strong person in the moments that your husband can't. Your husband will in turn eventually be that person for you as well. It's not your opportunity to correct, it's your opportunity to inspire and to role model. He will see your heart through those situations and it'll be worth it in the long run if you can get through those hard, hard moments. I love that. And so I'm, I'm going to add, not that I want to take the last word, but I want to add to that for men. 
Like if you believe a man should lead, then that's where leadership starts. If we'll have a whole episode on what our leadership take is because it's drastically different than other people's. For example, what I'm about to say is contradicted, okay, in our home. And so men, you should be leading. Right now the marriage has gone sideways. Right now you guys are fighting, you're arguing, you're doing everything. You don't even know, a lot of you are afraid to, to open your mouth. What if I ruin the night? What if she's upset again? You should be providing the yes zone in your home, the nice atmosphere, the fun, the excitement, the energy that balances it out and not be affected by her mood. Now, why is that different in our home a little bit? Because we're fucking good partners now. So now we balance each other out. We can see when one of us is struggling with the kids. We can see when one of us had a hard day. We can see when somebody's just worked hard and we just, they deserve a break. Like you get to be partners and you're just gonna balance out in a lot of different areas, but we'll talk about that another day. But in the meantime, I think it's your responsibility, dudes, to show up, right? When I remember, I stopped yelling, so I thought I was showing up. She said, don't yell. Stopped yelling. It's not what she needed. She needed to know that it was safe. She needed to know that it wasn't going to yell ever again. She needed to know that it, there was proof of that because I enjoyed having fun more. The joy was more exciting to me than the anger every day, right? Remember, remember when I said, this is amazing. We're only fighting every three days. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. I felt joy for the first time in my life. I was still scared shitless most of the time. And I responded with, this isn't normal, honey. We'll talk about that more next on another one. All right, guys. See ya. Bye. Bye, guys.